Welcome to Bundle Buddies, the podcast where we play indie video games from itch.io and beyond. My name is Alex Honnett. My name is Eric Taylor Roth. And our producer is Matthew Haddock. We started playing through the itch.io bundle for racial justice equality when it was launched in June 2020, raised over $8 million for charitable causes. We have since added even more bundles and games that celebrate the spirit of indie gaming and social justice. This is episode 80, and we have played 225 of the 3,041 games in our bundles, and we promise to play every single one of them. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah. yeah. Welcome. 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 Welcome to Bundle Buddies. Welcome to Bundle Buddies. It's a, this is a fun one. This one. It's a fun one. It's a hoot. It's, it's a interesting. Of, of we usually hoot. record it, mm -hmm. the our intros like on Mondays when Matt's editing. But yeah, since Today, we're just we're just going hot. We came from the episode. We literally just hanged up, hanged up. Yeah, we just hanged up. We just now hanged up gonna... with our guests, and yeah. now we're speaking to you directly. So we're still hot off the episode. Our juices are flowing. Oh, my God. We're so fucking funny right now. It's nuts. I haven't done, like, a day, a Monday, eight-hour work day and, like, feel exhausted. <laughs> Can you listen to how fresh he sounds? You actually sound more tired right now, I'd say. Cool. Thank you. For and you look like shit <laughs> you look terrible wow cool you look great. disgusting okay no you look great you're more handsome now than you've ever been as far as i'm concerned thank you alex thank i mean you. that you can't see me but would you be able to see me i'm sure you'd say the same yeah no no no, no. you right now you look like a big black screen and baby <laughs> that's hot. so nice eric can i tell you something I finally caved and I looked up a walkthrough for Outer Wilds and I am on my way. I had to pause because I finally got to the Southern Observatory. Um, uh, I, like literally moments before we started recording the episode, I've been, I just couldn't figure out like how to do it exactly. Like, wait, like, oh, like you hadn't gotten in the spaceship yet? No, I had gotten in the spaceship, uh, the Southern Observatory on, um, Brittle, brittle hollow or whatever heart whatever it is to uh, get in there to like figure out like the next steps for all i don't want to do any spoilers dude, point, po point so being good. i'm like back on my grind of like actually making strides in that fucking game and i'm just going to use it, a walkthrough and and beat it once you could just it, ask me you could just ask me do you want to get or, on discord with me after this and we'll just play it in a little bit maybe <laughs> or watch your that's walk. a no folks <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i might be hanging out with with you know camille or Black apex legends unbelievable okay everyone well this has been no, 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 no. I... last episode <laughs> for a lot of reasons no it's not um i yeah actually honestly i could totally play apex legends while you fuck around but we could both be on discord Oh, uh, I just I'm just joking. I'll watch you play Apex Legends for a while, but that's No, I'll watch you play it's <laughs> It's so it's a it's a delightful finish. It's a really you gotta finish the game. It's really but there's you know, like any puzzle game, you you run into spots where you're just like, How the fuck do I do this? Andy was like I would like text him and be like, I can't figure something out and he'd be like, Just you know, have you checked this thing? And then have I'd you go checked? Check have you tried Googling it? <laughs> have you ever gotten one of those things where like you ask a friend a question and they send you a link and it's the like the cursor going to like a Google bar and then typing in your question? No, that's rude. That's it's really so funny. funny. <laughs> it's so rude. I love no, it. No, but I do. So I think, all right, this is, you know, where the video game experience of asking your friends for tips feels more authentic to me than like going to Google for a walkthrough. I you, completely agree with that. 
um like it feels very much it doesn't feel like cheating or if it is cheating like who cares it's a like social i i like when a friend gives me a hint versus like because i know that google is going to have like the complete like from top to bottom and usually when a friend gives you a hint it's like have you checked over by that red tree and you're like what fucking red tree and then you're like oh, a red tree and you know it still feels like ex- exploration um that's, I sort of feel like thing to you is I can give you the experience of, you know, to me, it's sort of like a friend telling you, you have bad breath. It's like, I'm really <laughs> relieved you told me that I'm also kind of pissed and like horrified about the whole thing. And there's nothing I can do about it for a second. So I'm going to just, I guess, go deal with that now. Thank you so much for your help. Got it. So you would rather have Google just sort of be like, don't worry, man. I think I'd rather have bad breath. Maybe I'm not sure. I'm not uh, sure what I'm saying. Exactly. Uh, Our guests this week are Tom Harrison and Joe Anderson of the Anime Sickos podcast. It's a podcast for geniuses about the four pillars of modern misery, anime, gaming, posting, and jobs. Uh, There you have new episodes every Wednesday. It's at Anime Sickos on Twitter or www.animesickos.com. They're really funny. I really like them. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I I thought they would get a kick out of playing some bundle games, and uh, they did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, it's a good one. Our cause is once again. Oh, you want to go into a cause? No, I was saying I was I was teeing it up for you, Alex. What's our cause this week? Our cause is once again any abortion fund. However, this week again, we're donating to the National Network of Abortion Abortion Funds Collective Power Fund. It will redistribute direct abortion funding to 28 member abortion funds across more than 20 states, and is concentrated in the South and Midwest, where it's often hardest to get an abortion. The Collective Power Fund supports cost of an abortion, transportation, uh, transportation to transportation. Transportation to a clinic, childcare, lodging, and abortion doula support. All dollars raised will be redirected to local abortion funds on the front lines of abortion access. We've donated, and if you donate, send proof to Bundle Buddies Podcast at gmail.com. We'll shout you out in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's get into it. Let's, let's get into it. We used to do a podcast with a homie of ours who told us that like what pros do is they drink apple juice because it leaves your mouth feeling clean and i'm always like that's a great idea and since i first learned that uh what like six years ago i've never (laughs) purchased apple juice once (laughs) (laughs) never purchased apple juice for any reason not much less podcasting Nope, no, no apple juice whatsoever. Apple juice was my that, that was my kid. That was my kid drink. I was an apple juice guy. Yeah, you ever realize how many full glasses of milk you drank as a little kid? That's <laughs> nonsense. Uh, my wife's cousin's husband. Basically, he's like kind of a brother-in-law since the cousins are like as close as sisters. But he's I call him Midwestern Dan because like he has a glass of milk with like every meal. And like oh, it's, Jesus. it's no. and he's from Minnesota and he's just like the nicest guy in the world. But like it's 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 Midwestern Dan movie. It is <laughs> he, he drinks wow. the milk. I yeah. I have a lot of family from Minnesota and I will say that they do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's weird even for the content. I, yeah, it's I I would love to put it on Minnesota, but uh, we could choose another state though if we want to just choose a scapegoat state for this epi- whole episode, you know. No, it can't, can't be Minnesota unfortunately. You're <laughs> yeah, Dakota. Dakota. You fucking suck. You milk drinking. Uh, yeah. I went to I was in South Dakota once, and uh, I left my 
I went to like a water park and I left my uh, sh- shorts outside to dry and I forgot about them for like three days. And when I came back, they smelled like, you know, if you get like a, a like a mountain spring like scent on like laundry soap or something like that. And you're like, OK, it smells kind of nice. It really smelled like that. It was like beautiful flower scent. It was incredible. I couldn't believe it. Oh, I was getting Air was that good. Up. I was getting wound up to be like, fuck South Dakota. Yeah, so I'm saying we can't do South Dakota. I I did have a positive experience there. Okay, okay. When I I visited Camille in Savannah for a month and moved back to Los Angeles, it took me like a week of like smelling the gasoline in the air before I stopped smelling the gasoline in the air. And I was like, oh, this is like, this place actually fucking, I'm inhaling fumes. Like, yeah, you're saying. definitely taking years off your life by living in Los Angeles. Like, this and is why you- leaded gasoline like made every boomer so stupid that they like, <laughs> can't count to five. But I'm just like, I just like, please let me read acclimate and not smell the poison anymore like i just need to not smell it so i can move on with my life um well speaking of poison that we intentionally ingest uh this is a video game podcast that's an incredible uh, segue we're very happy we're we're very happy to have you guys on to talk about um you know this specific mental sickness that we all have eric and i we're, we we do like seasons and we're coming up on the end of the season right now and we are definitely you know the idea is every week we play three random games and then we try to keep it sort of like spiced up by doing like special theme episodes every now and again but we're like feeling it right now so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> welcome to bundle buddies yeah <laughs> i wish we had recorded back when we tried to in april but i'm sure those fucking south dakotans got in the we- way somehow you know what's really did. funny about the fact that we so you two have a podcast um, about anime, which I do I do not watch. But Eric, um, it's not only about anime. Outing yourself as a, uh, a non sicko, yeah, you could uh, you could argue I, that it's the thing we talk about the least. Well, so here's <laughs> I listened to an episode like back when it was uh, like when we first contacted you, and I was like, like one no, year ago. Talk about like, but you had on a a, a friend of mine, Gwen uh, Fulcher. Oh. You know in theater uh, we did a a show with the neo futurists like a decade ago uh, hell yeah called chocolate well, awesome. yeah but that was like at this point that's like old news that you had her on yeah anyway. still a good episode folks you should if you want to listen, listen to anime sickos the <laughs> win vulture goes gesto mode episode is one of the top ones it's great she's a delight yeah. I got to say, I do listen to the podcast and I really, really enjoy it. And I love the fact that you guys uh, totally are called like anime sickos and then talk about anime, like you said, sometimes, you know, when, you, when you're feeling like it, I which mean, is the, great. Here's the real truth. I haven't watched a single episode of anime in like eight months. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't care for that shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is like baby stuff that I, I still love to watch every now and again. Yeah. I've been, I I got the uh, Shonen Jump um, manga subscription because I was yeah. like... That's I about got, $2 you're going to spend yeah. in your life. I was shocked. I was like, you know what? It's so easy to pirate this, but for two bucks to have the ease of doing it officially, like I'll always do that. Like that's that's great. That's exactly what every other company should do in the world. I but, was... Um, I don't know if this is this is like an enticing thing. I, we went to the Academy Museum yesterday, and there's uh, twelve frames, twelve cells uh, from the motorcycle chase in Akira. There, that's cool. 
which I thought was pretty sick. That's kind of where that's sort of as far as I, I, I this is, I think the, Eric is doing like, like the parent, the parent trying to relate to you guys thing right oh, now. It's like, when you're thought... is like, Oh yeah. You like that computer game. <laughs> well, you know, you know, those cartoons, you know, actually, if you look at the most uh, proficient one ever made with the highest budget and most frames, that one's actually okay. Uh, all the ones that uh, don't have that blank check. Uh, fuck them. Um, I, I, I'm the anime watcher. Actually, the Miyazaki, there was a Miyazaki exhibit at the Academy Museum that was fucking awesome. That they would do, they would show like his movies subbed on like eight millimeter in like the nicest theater I've ever been in. And I felt like I was like stealing somehow. Like I felt like I was not supposed to be there. It was uh, that magical. It was, yeah, it was really cool. I got to see Prince Mononoke and Castle in the Sky. And we saw a uh, castle of uh, Caligrostro. I don't know how to say it. Like the Lupin, Lupin one he made. One. Yeah, yeah, Lupin. Yeah. Uh, but th- those were great. That was very fun. Um, but you guys talk about video games way more than anime on the podcast. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, Our sort of I, log line is that we talk about anime, gaming, posting, and jobs. But it, it's, it goes posting, gaming, jobs, anime in terms of uh, – amount of times we talk about it <laughs> the issue with video games is that i was told i would grow out of them and that hasn't fucking happened uh and i would very much <laughs> like it to uh yeah uh i like one of my most like disgusting behaviors is like sometimes i'll just like look at the steam app with no intent be like what games are out and it's just like <laughs> you don't you're not even playing anything you're not even gonna play anything like you're just perusing like a freak like you're just like the idea of dopamine <laughs> this the fact joe the fact that I know this about you and I know this is a thing you do is why it's so fucking cruel that you got the Steam Deck before me because I know you haven't played a single game on it, right? Oh, I know I've played 20 minutes till dawn, the game I was playing on my computer just now. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I get yeah. in bed lying down. Yeah. yeah. That sounds okay, great. Fair enough. Well, it does kind of feel the idea of having the Steam Deck and being able to like sit on the couch and like watch a movie with my wife while I play all these games that, um, like really do feel like poison to me. I, I have a turn-based strategy addiction, like legitimate like problem with it. So civilization, oh. XCOM, you know. Are you it, like the 4X huge? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I mean, I like there. I've been playing one called Battle Bros recently or Battle Brothers. That's really fun. Um, but that's but what everyone's are, it's like a torso, right? Like that. On the yeah. screen, like they're showing like his little pieces. <laughs> it looks it, oh, it could not look Oh, he's perused. <laughs> <laughs> it could not look more goofy and bad, you know. But then you sort of pick it up and the mechanics are like really great and they they, they do a great job of actually making it like a as opposed to like an XCOM where have you have you guys ever played XCOM? Is that a game that's in Yeah, your, yeah, yeah. I I know, beat the first like the remakes of them. Like I never played mm-hmm. the DOS ones, but I, I played the enemy within. And then the second one, I just bailed on. Like it was just, I didn't like it. Yeah. Second one uh, is much harder and more stressful. I will say I, uh, I, I lost about a week to that, you know, this month, which was fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, it, the, the, like the idea of being able to play that game while actually doing like quality time with my like wife and dogs feels very attractive to me. It, it might actually be worse, but, uh, <laughs> just like out on a date like, yeah well, right yeah exactly <laughs> i'm allowed to play during appetizers and dessert only the entree has, <laughs> we have to have conversation during my my big draw for the steam deck is like i already have the the ultimate gaming device in our chinese game boys 
uh, that can play every, they can emulate every system, except they hit sort of a hard cap on the PS1 era in terms of processing power. Mm. Uh, so, like, I have this ultimate device that brings the, the entire world of gaming into a delightful handheld experience, but it, it, it's not everything. And the Steam Deck is going to be able to emulate PS2, Xbox, uh, GameCube as though it were nothing, as mm. though it were just booting. It will cause no troubles, and that's what I want more than anything. I mean, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never played any, like, Nintendo DS games, but that's a system I would like to dive into. I don't know anything about them. Yes, uh, I think the best gaming experience for the longest time I've had was when I had one of those stupid hacked cards where you can put ROMs on your <laughs> DS and a DS. It was in college, and it was just like, yeah. this is perfect, uh, because the library for the Nintendo DS, the original one, like, is 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 killer. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's some shovelware, but it's not like we bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and you can you can and I have uh, you can get a used 2ds or 3ds and hack it pretty easily. I mean, it's not like it's not simple, but like there is all the <laughs> steps. There's a website that has all the steps, and if you just follow them, it'll happen. Uh, you won't know why you're doing half the steps, but if you do them, it'll work. And then you can fuck it. Cause that's the other thing that the Chinese Game Boy can't do is DSs because it has one screen, don't you? Right. Um, but if you just fucking hack a DS. Well, guess what, buddy? You can put any ROMs on there that you want, and it's going to play all of them. And the funniest shit in the world is, you know you know how you get a 3DS ROM? For, like, DS ROMs, you can, like, find them uh, on the normal places that you find ROMs, wink, wink. Uh, but for 3DS If you own the games, ROMs, of course. Yes, yes, yes. But for 3DS ROMs, there's a website that you go to, and I do, I'm not fucking kidding. You click on the game you want, and a QR code shows up on your fucking monitor, and then you open the 3DS, and you take a picture of the QR code, and it downloads the game. Oh, that rips. Like, how long does it take? Like, the games are sizable. Forever, dude. It's not like... (laughs) There is a secondary option where you just download it to your fucking hard drive, and then you can put it on the uh, the SD card. That takes a tenth of a time but it's way less cool <laughs> there is something really funny about just like you know people much smarter than you creating these steps to like hack things and then you get to participate and you really do feel like you're in some like 90s movie or something like that like i wasn't smart enough to figure it out but i want to steal too yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, I'm sure the greatest swordsman of the ancient times didn't know how to fucking make bronze, but that didn't stop him. (laughs) That's a really good way to put it. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, I I do sort of view, I think Eric and I are are, uh, equivalent to the bravest warriors of ancient times. I agree. (laughs) To do what you're doing, uh, I couldn't. Podcasting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's heroic in the Greek sense, for sure. Uh, So you guys... When it comes to video games specifically, and I guess like your guys' friendship, are there any games that you guys like play together online or anything like that? I've always been kind of curious about that. Or are you both dedicated to the solo gaming experience, the pursuit of perfection? Joe likes co-op gaming, and he always says very hollowly that we should do it. And I know that he will never actually take steps to uh, set up (laughs) co-op gaming, and then it doesn't happen. Me personally, I disdain multiplayer gaming in all of its forms, and I wish to never do it. Is there a reason why it just doesn't appeal to you? It makes for me. It's me. It's my time. <laughs> I get you. 
<laughs> I am uh, completely the opposite these days. I don't think I've played other than these bundle games. I and I, a little bit of Elden Ring uh, have not played a solo game in years. At this that's point, wild. It's all competitive multiplayer online. Like that's kind of just what I want to do. That's so. F- oh, another reason besides just that I disdain multiplayer. It's that if I played a competitive game, you know what I do. And I, I know how I know this is because of uh, all of the things that have happened in my life. As soon as I'm on the multiplayer game, I will become nervous and fuck up and lose instantly. <laughs> and then a kid with the dumbest voice ever is calling you out. And you're like, you're right, though. It's, I did. I, I, I am that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's like, I love the, I, I've, I've come full circle to be like, Oh, it's actually really funny when people yell at me for playing poorly. And it's like, oh, I, yeah, I'm bad. I don't like, who do you want me to be other than like, I'm playing the game. Hi. <laughs> I checked a lot. Like, I just, it's so funny. It's like somebody will run in, you know, get shredded and they'll be like, what are you doing? They were so close. It was like, I don't know, man. You went down. You died. You played poorly also. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> it's it's fun i don't know it's so it's just you just it feels like playing you know in a playground in some ways which i don't know maybe that's a bad experience for a lot of people <laughs> tom and i will we won't play like the same game in the sense that like we both won't boot up uh deep rock galactic and play together but we do do one thing i think it is like more deranged which is we both are playing the same single player game and just like doing like lore dumps not lore dumps but like synergy dumps on each other all the time like if we're both playing the same rogue like like throughout the day it'll just be like i had this combo i got the, uh, the ice shark i fucking made the ice shark monster train huge and then i stuck this on him anyway that's it have a good one yeah, yeah. Joey believe this, but uh when hina makes her shadow clone would you believe that the slashes that it does are affected by magic lens they are <laughs> yeah and that's that's the way we quote unquote play together. We just like compare have you guys notes. Played Deep Rock Galactic at all? Or- I have. I like it a lot. Um, I kept getting threatened with playing it, but then no one ever to, said I'm like co-op games to play. Like that that one is is pretty high up. Like that's still a delightful one to play with friends, but not not saying anything. Yeah, <laughs> not that it you is, should. I a, a good way to sort of put it is I. Until I started playing Deep Rock Galactic with friends, I had not played a multiplayer game in quite some time. Like it was, it was a good enough game for me to yeah. deal with listening to other humans, which is like Tom's <laughs> big no-no. It's like if you if you play a game and someone you don't know starts talking to you, you've lost. Yeah, I just <laughs> unplug the computer, I pull the plug out of the wall, uh, and throw it out. I'm just like, you, who gave you? I did not say that you could have the power of speech, machine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I think this is interesting because, uh, the tension in, in the podcast sometimes is that, uh, in our podcast that Eric and I like very different sort of experiences from games mm. and I'll give them a lot more leeway to sort of be strange. Um, I think one of Eric's conditions that I really do like is that a game should be fun and good. Um, and that's, <laughs> no, that's, that's smart. That's not something I necessarily agree with, but I do think that's very fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I I'm really into this. I got Cultist Simulator because I saw like oh it's arty and uh louded and on sale. And I got Cultist Simulator. And I played it for about 5 minutes and it was just like, "You know what? 
I just, you know what I'm realizing? This game is not fun. Uh, <laughs> fuck this, and I refunded it. <laughs> it's like not. I yeah. I I think it's well. I there have been games now that we've played that are like interesting experiences and fascinating. And if it it doesn't have to be fun if it's like very. But then then it's good. It's yeah, either yeah, fun yeah, or yeah. good. I it think those are the either fun or good. <laughs> Alex is like, I don't know. I spent time doing it. It's great. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to go back and play this game ever again, but I don't begrudge it my experience playing it and just, mm-hmm. just like deciding I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Did you guys where what do you have like early first uh, video game memories in any way? Like some construct. Yeah. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, we I our house had a Nintendo that was my sister's that like basically once my Mom was like, oh, he really shuts up when he's in front of this thing. Uh, uh, I read all the time. Uh, I, I use it all the time. And it's actually like, this isn't like, oh, as a smart child. It was just like, I, I taught myself to read because I wanted to play Zelda. And like, I got I got to like early school and I was like, I know all these sword words because I'm a fucking freak. Uh, uh, and it was like, oh, your boy's so bright. And he's like, no, he's not. He just wanted to play video games. But <laughs> uh, I played a lot of uh, Super Nintendo JRPGs, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, a lot of that mm. sort of thing. Uh, I like platformers a lot. Uh, I don't play them as much as I used to, but like the Mega Man X series, I know there's some some real clunkers in there, but like the Mega Man X series is good. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, honestly, the, the the classic. Mega Man sucks compared to the X in my view because the, the dash changes a lot and all the names of the bosses in the X games are like thoughtful orangutan and stuff. It's way better. <laughs> <laughs> compared to Woodman, Metal yeah. Man. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's way Boomer Kawanger, which is just like a guy. <laughs> That's what they call a bloke in Australia. <laughs> uh and so that's kind of the console thing. Uh, and then we also got a family computer and that opened me up to some PC gaming. So I definitely played a ton of Age of Empires. Yeah. Uh, I had that like annoying kid thing where you learn about history through Age of Empires. Not that I was like telling people <laughs> about it, but like when I got to like classes later and I was like, this is not the first time I've heard this. I, I know about her. <laughs> I've actually uh, heard of the Byzantine Empire, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and now I am mostly a roguelike person just because, like, I, I need games that I can play quickly and, like, just have one and done experiences and, yeah. and not too much. Like, the idea of a game that's 60 hours 10 years ago was, like, very exciting to me. I was like, can you imagine how much game is in this game? Holy crap. And now I am like, whoa, no. Wow, that's daunting. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I yeah I you know it's like I have to play like ten to fifteen hours before I I'm like beginning to enjoy this experience like mm-hmm. that kind of experience is is pretty right. exhausting at this point. That's another. You, are thing there any that. like recent roguelikes that you're you're like big thumbs up? I heard Monster Train. 
My monster trainer is always good to go to. Uh, I would describe it as Slay the Spire, where they want you to get nutty with it. That's what we talk about it. It's like, <laughs> it's like a, it's a, a card game, but just broken knowingly, and it's just like, just do the shit you know you want to. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slay the Spire is like you go to on the top of a mountain to like the sword master, and he is like, you must do the kata perfectly. And I'm like, I will, sensei. And then monster train is just like you rent a rage room, and it's like break the glass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, it's it's not as good of a game. Like, Slay the Spire is just a beautifully designed game. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I would argue maybe perfectly designed. Monster Train is not as perfectly designed, but it's definitely just like goofier and like the numbers get huge. The numbers just get stupid. Okay. Uh, but the I've been I've playing only played a, lot a little of... bit. So hearing that actually is like, oh, that's very attractive. Yes, it like it it wants you to have fun and kind of get crazy. Um, yeah. Tom and I are both playing Twenty Minutes Till Dawn, which Tom will talk about a little bit. Yeah. Uh, are we throwing to me? Do, is it just got kicked to you, story? Tom? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I love that instinct to be like, hey, like Tom, little, take it away. Yeah, we got a mini like anime sickos podcast going on in the middle of ours. <laughs> That's what you get when you get us. We're pros, dude. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So growing up. Uh, I was the youngest of five, so I had my brother's NES and Sega Genesis. I had both growing up. The uh, the the downside to that is I was not like nobody told me that there were other games for for either of those. I thought like the those cartridges that just showed up when I fucking was born were the <laughs> games that were there. Uh, similarly, I didn't like I skipped an entire fucking console generation. Like I, the first video game system that I like got when I realized like oh I like video games and I want more was the N64. So uh, Super Nintendo I fucking I never played that until I was an adult. Uh, so that's a huge blind spot for me. And well, I kind of think of like Sega and Super Nintendo as being sort of similarly, but maybe that's wrong, right? Seg- like, or- I think Genesis was sort of like on the line between S, uh, NES and SNES. Yeah. Uh, certainly didn't do JRPGs as well as the uh, I guess that's as the true. SNES. Although I did play Fantasy Star 4 on the uh, Chinese Game Boy. And that game... I gotta say that's a real good game. That's underrated. Sega had Shining Force, which that was my that was my entry point. Oh, as far that's as like your Zelda, right? I gotta get on that. I guess it's uh it's kind of like somewhere between a JRPG and like a tactics game. Like it's, it's like the, of... the crudest tactics when you when you go to fight someone. But there are like fifty playable characters or something, right, Eric? It's something. Yeah, you insane. like build out a whole army and stuff like that. It's pretty. It's pretty tight. It's like. It's kind of right. It's like Pokemon before Pokemon, you know, like, I don't know. It's it's tight. Yeah. Uh, but like because I only had a certain uh, library of games, they are very wildly varying quality. And I would like play all of them anyway. <laughs> like we had Sonic, obviously, and that was a big, a big hit. But like on the Genesis, we also had The Last Battle and Air Diver, which I played <laughs> a lot. Now that I like look them up in my adulthood. They're like rated like one star out of ten. Absolute <laughs> shovelware. And I'm like, oh, that was like a formative game for me. Um, and on the Nintendo, we had like Mario, obviously, but then we also had a Rush Attack, where you play as a commando whose only weapon is a tiny knife. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, I got the N64. Zelda was my big jam. I loved Zelda. 
Uh, there were other games for that. Uh, I liked like you know Mario sixty four, Banjo Kazooie, but Zelda and Majora's Mask were the big ones. I played those a jillion times each. Uh, then I got a Game Boy Advance, and my big thing for the Game Boy Advance was the Golden Sun series of JRPGs with big fucking flashy graphics. Yeah, man, I'd love to play those games. I never have. They, I don't know if they actually hold up as JRPGs. They were like the first JRPGs I had ever played, aside from like Pokemon, which. It's not Pokemon's not a real game. It's Mm-mm. for children. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like it was the first JRPG I ever played, and I was just I was blown away by it. I don't know if I revisited it now, having played a bunch of others, if it would still hold up. The graphics sure fucking do. I look up videos of the summons sometimes just to be like, oh, pixel well, art. <laughs> what's funny is we I had never played Chrono Trigger growing up, and um, Alex has. We're doing a book club thing. And I have played like the first two or three hours of Chrono Trigger. And I don't know that I think that this game is a playable game. Like, I think a lot of those like early, the early JRPG kind of. uh, I still get so mad when you say that. It's It's just like infuriating. It's such, it's like so slow. I don't, yeah, I don't feel like I'm making interesting choices. Well, of course you're playing. You're playing with a controller, though, right? Of course you are. What? You're playing with a controller, though, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, on your keyboard, aren't you just playing on your keyboard? I don't. But does it matter? How? Is I that? think so. I think playing on a keyboard is annoying unless you're like moving dynamically. But if you have a controller, you kind of chill and sit back and stuff like that. It's a different kind of experience. I I can't. I'm looking for any reason, like not to like for you to like be wrong about this. <laughs> I just I think the the like the turn based uh, gaming mechanic is yeah is... it's it's boring now no it's not I love it uh, <laughs> I'm with I, I'm with you 100 percent but well, okay, some people here's... just have JRPG brain like I they definitely do, do. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which is weird because as 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 this my, my little origin story shows I didn't really have much uh, exposure to it because then I get my GameCube that was all about fucking F Zero. F Zero GX was uh, like the game I played. Yeah. I, I rented it from game? Blockbuster and I got motion sickness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is yeah, that one's insane. It's technically a racing that. game, but it's like it's not really. It's just it, like it's you just may like as like well a, not have, have a seizure cars. game. It's like it's, you're edging on a on seizure. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? It's the same genre of game as my, two of my other favorite games of all time, which is uh, Slay the Spire and Sekiro, which is. You might think those aren't the same genre. Those three games are very different. No, they're not. I don't know Sekiro. Uh, that's the uh, from software game where you're a samurai. It's oh. a rhythm game with a sword. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all three of those Wait, games are the same. Wait, from like PlayStation? Like, it's, it's recent. Like PS4. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's on PC and all that. Um, but all three of those games, how are they the same genre, Tom? Well, they're the same genre in that all of them present an utterly insane ask of you they all tell ask you like you have to do this shit perfectly or everything's gonna fuck up and i'm like oh god yes sir and then i just like spend a jillion years becoming perfect at it and like that makes me so fucking and also no other players show up and bug me like f-zero gx it's not really a racing game because one it will never be played multiplayer because you have to play for like 10 hours to become competent enough to not fall off the track so if you have your friends over and you're like want to play a racing game and like oh my cart like oh no no the exact opposite f-zero uh you will fucking 
finish the, the track while they're them? still on fucking lap one. So that's not a multiplayer game. And then when you're uh, racing against the computers, basically, if you're at all competent, you're going to be in first place constantly. You're not even going to see any of them. Uh, so it's not a racing game. It's just a uh, time trial game. Perfection game. Yes. Yeah. Time trial game. Uh, and then. I got a little. I had didn't play any fucking PC games this whole time. I didn't know that the computer could do games. I had like, <laughs> I knew that my brother played Civilization Two and SimCity Two Thousand on the computer when I was little. Both of those games were above my sort of cognitive load mm-hmm. as a child. Sure. The only things I really got out of it was in Civilization Two. Sometimes it would say, "The citizens are revolting," and I would say, "But I just built." sewer systems <laughs> like how are they re- aren't they washing <laughs> um and then with uh SimCity 2000 i remember they had arcologies was a futuristic building you could make and it made such an impression on me that every time i'm doing a podcast uh audio drama thing in the future i say that there's an arcology and everyone says what is that and i have to be <laughs> like uh well did you not uh play SimCity 2000 when you were a kid and they're like no and i'm like oh god and I'm like, is an arcology a real thing? Oh, fuck. Did I just out myself as a dumbass? Uh, <laughs> but then I got a PC and I realized you can emulate old games. So I've been fucking playing through a ton. I've been playing through all the shit I missed right now. And the reason I say that turn-based battles are good is that uh, like for the past like year, I've been on a big uh, pilgrimage through Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest. I Wow. Have, the foundational texts. Yeah. I'm playing Final Fantasy VII for the first time in my life right now. Wow. Turns out that game's good. Did you know? Uh, <laughs> again, I, I tried to replay it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm never going to play this game again. <laughs> That's so weird. That's so weird. It's like a totally different species of human. You're like, I will never play Final Fantasy, and also I can't wait to do an online multiplayer game. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah it's the the challenge of like playing completely against somebody who has the exact same skill as me and therefore like I will lose 50% of the time is like what is attractive to me now that's nuts instead of something that is just sort of like you're gonna win like it's, it's not it's predetermined that you will like you cannot lose Final Fantasy 7 you can give up but that's it yeah yeah, it's and th- like, wh- why would you give up? It's like straight up laid out in front of you. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Give me that. Yeah, me that. I'd much rather have a power fantasy than uh, some like twelve year old just murking my ass. I don't want to have. Yeah, I don't want to have to be like co- consistently locked into an experience. So I have to give it my full attention. Mm. Otherwise, some fucking guy from. <laughs> south dakota you know how they are oh god unbelievable these milk drinking psychopaths milk dripping down his chin (laughs) it's gonna ruin my time he's cracked he's cracked one hit one hit i'm gonna feel miserable or i could fucking uh play dragon quest six and be like oh boy they brought the job system back uh i wonder who i'm going to make a warrior uh, <laughs> have you guys played dragon quest i guess it was 11 the most recent one echoes of a new age elusive age elusive yes, age yes it's so good my i love that game so much and i play it was like the last uh rpg that i played on like a i played on my ps4 so i'd like sit have to sit down in front of my tv to play it and i don't know if i want to play jrpgs like that anymore but it was such a nice experience and it felt like such a it's like I think it's the best version of that kind of game we're ever going to get. It's like the yes. platonic ideal of like a 
JRPG that like feels kind of small but also very big and it is awesome the story is so good the graphics are good the voice acting is so good the music is kind of hilariously bad um <laughs> it's perfect it's it's got like 30 years of of tweaks that have honed yeah. it into like a perfect frictionless sphere mm-hmm. that just goes down your throat without <laughs> you even noticing it um, <laughs> it's so good I love that shit. Oh, and, and so, and then now I'm playing 20 Minutes to Dawn. The game Joe threw to me. It is so. If you played Vampire Survivors, that's the game where you are a Castlevania man, and infinite numbers of monsters rush at you for 30 minutes, and you have to survive using Castlevania weapons. Okay. The thing about Vampire Survivors is that you do not control the behavior and uh, the firing of the weapons. All you control is your movement and which weapons you decide to get and upgrade. 20 Minutes till Dawn takes the uh, formula of Vampire Survivors, but makes it an actual video game, uh, which <laughs> yeah. is to say you decide when you shoot your gun and where at. Uh, and it's... At the first, I was like, Joe, this is so much harder than Vampire Survivors. I don't know if I like this. It's like... That's because it's a game, actually. <laughs> I'm getting hit. Like, I don't understand the hit boxes and the movement patterns in these enemies. So many times I get hit, it feels like it's cheap. I don't feel like I've made a mistake. It's like, I don't know if I'm into this. Uh, and then I had my first winning run. And that's when I realized that I was looking at the game all wrong. I was looking at it from a, like you know, positioning standpoint, like ah, I need to position myself better and make sure that I can path better to avoid the enemies. No, uh, what I need to do is get better at synergies because the way you win the game is you get a sicko combo as fast <laughs> as fucking possible. And then like by minute eight of your 20 minutes of survival, you have already won the game. Uh, you may as well open up a fucking form. That you fill out like reasons. I think I've already won and <laughs> give it to the- <laughs> because like, there are definitely sicko combos where it's just like, uh, and nothing could ever hurt me again. I actually just last night fulfilled the secret goal of the game. You might think the goal is to survive 20 minutes, as the title would suggest. The, the secret goal of the game is to crash the frame rate, is to absolutely crater <laughs> the performance of the game. I did that last night, and it felt amazing. Like, the last minute of survival was actually like two minutes because time was just going so slowly. We, we, um, one of the games we played recently, uh, was called Ratchet's Den. And it is a, you're a, you're a, like a demon guy who's controlling these, um, like goblins and stuff as, uh, like, uh, heroes, you know, like wizards and stuff kind of come through, you know, trying to beat you. Yeah. And, um, it's a very difficult game for the first, you know, few times you play through it and then in the last like you know month or so i cracked it and it's just sort of like there's no way to save the game so i just play until the game straight up just crashes at this point (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) and i'm like this is tight is that right eric you've gotten that good at ratchet's den yeah i cannot i don't lose i just you know will like get a kill screen sleep and like come back and it's just like (laughs) oh i guess the game crashed (laughs) cool uh it's tight it's so fun they'll like send like hundreds and hundreds of people i just sit there waiting as they're like there's a wizard and a wizard and a wizard all these people are gonna come through your thing oh it's so tight i love that stupid fucking the the specific mechanic in 20 minutes till dawn that like really had me like oh yeah this is why i gotta keep playing this is just there's like a fire uh, element which is like just does damage over time on guys but then there's a talent that lets you like spread it to other guys when they die 
and like just seeing a bunch of guys catch fire and then like they send the fire it's like yeah this is this is what it's about (laughs) one of the one of the eye openers for me is when i sort of realized because the game doesn't tell you this and you you sort of have to sort of observe it yourself is that the burn effect stacks because it does three damage per second which is not a lot and it makes it seem like it sucks but like if you were to apply if something happened to apply the burn effect to the same enemy four times it would be doing 12 damage per second uh because there's a fucking weapon called the flame cannon which does basically no damage but it is a guaranteed uh burn effect and then you're like but that's so stupid because i want the burn upgrades because there are upgrades that make the burn stronger but in order to unlock those you know and into the pool of upgrades that i might get i have to get the first burn upgrade which just makes it so shots have a 50 percent chance of doing burn and i'm like but that's oh that's irrelevant that's redundant it's a it's a dead pick i have to get it's a dead level in order to unlock the good burn uh, upgrades that i want actually and then i realized oh shit that means every one of my shots is applying two stacks of burn is what yeah. that actually is doing yeah. oh god the reason that i was able to fucking make the game crash is uh i love this there was a new weapon that was just added the other day joe told me about it called the magic bow and it's a pretty it's a pretty middle of the road sort of like revolver type weapon except that when the bullets stop the their little arrows that stick in the ground and then when you reload they all get sucked back to you and do their damage again on the path that's cool that's fun so what i did is i picked the character whose special ability is that when you right click they shoot all of the bullets in their clip in random directions all at once. So instead of having to go like, it goes just all at once. Uh, I then prioritized all of the upgrades that gave me more projectiles uh, so that instead of shooting one uh, arrow at a time, I was shooting something like six. And then every time I reloaded, I would shoot out six more in a circle around me. And uh, then I got there. There are character specific upgrades you beat. You get from beating uh, elite enemies. I got the one that made her fire rate when she's doing her alt fire, where she shoots all the uh, shots at once in a circle that she uh, doubles the fire rate for that. Uh, And well, golly, would you believe it then that, (laughs) Oh, and then I also got the upgrade that made it so that if you're standing still a third of the time, your shots don't consume ammo. Having not played this game, you're past the point where I need to know anything else. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so what I was doing, I was press one button and 30 fucking <laughs> projectiles would come out and then they all get sucked back to me instantly. Uh, and every time that happened, the that game had great. to do a lot of fucking math. <laughs> <laughs> this game does look absolutely fantastic. It it's also, fun. I think, just like $3. Okay. Uh, Three bucks. It. That's dangerous. That's dangerous, folks. Final Fantasy VII's Chrono Trigger's so good. What the fuck? He's out of his goddamn mind. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's exactly what I'm saying. Chrono was... Trigger's unplayable. Uh, uh, Did you pronounce timeless wrong? <laughs> <laughs> there is something about it. It's so... God. That... Eric, we're just talking about how wrong you are about not liking Chrono Trigger. It's so good. I, and the, I do recognize with that game specifically. I played that game when I was for the first time when I was like 10 and it was the best game I'd ever. Oh yeah. I would have, I mean, I would have eaten this game. See, I think that that's the, 
the thing now is that I recognize that this would have been something that I would have loved, which is also true about Final Fantasy VII. But I think I have a like. But don't you think I have a like, low tolerance for the amount of patience? Because I think like Slay the Spire kind of cracks what is missing from. I think a lot of the deck building roguelikes crack what's missing from the um, the turn based strategy games from like the 90s and early 2000s. And that is that like I like the randomness and choice that I get to have inside of the ability to like play cards or whatever. Um, I don't know. So, so it's like, I, I, I don't want to go. You can't forward. construct like can't quite as a, 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 like a dynamic, a strategy using different move sets for the different right. RPG parties and stuff like that. Yeah. And the loss is uh, not kind of baked into it quite the same way. I can, I, I can relate to that. I'm not saying I, you know, it's for me, it's a person. But the story preference. doesn't even grab you at all. Like, what's going on in it? No, I, I read books. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's it. Why so would that's you go really my stance like with that? like when people say, like, this is a story game and like there's not a lot of game to it. And it's not that this sounds like weird, but it's like I need like something to fiddle with. Like, I need there to be like mechanics to like for me to think about. Um, because if it's just a story, I'll just read a book. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and there's a lot of a lot of very good writing in these games that are the walking simulators and what have you but like you got to give me stats that i can make go up yeah <laughs> <laughs> or like a skill that i feel like i'm developing in some way yeah. you could just put a bar on the bottom that just kind of goes up over time and that'd be fine <laughs> yeah it's like amount of information you've learned <laughs> you're like oh cool i've learned a lot of information that reminds me of this game i played recently that i the called sable that is like so cool and like easily one of the most gorgeous games i've ever played and there's no combat in it which i was like okay that's kind of cool but kind of what it came down to was it just got kind of boring after a while as you're like traveling over these long distances sort of like looking at stuff and unlocking sort of story things and like puzzles that you have to figure out like platforming wise, but that's kind of it. And I was just sort of like, I just was like, I don't know. I'm kind of bored. I don't really want to explore or do anything else or like figure out anything else going on in this. And it was the same thing. It was like a lack of a level. Yeah. I feel, I feel bad. I feel bad not liking this game. That well, what I, the only thing I'll say about like it is I, what I don't like about your attitude, and this is what really grinds my fucking gears, Eric, is you are so you're it's like I'm this person now who doesn't like these games anymore. And these games as a result, like and I will never be a person like that again. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think okay. there's the, there's the lack of like a nuance of like, I, you know. I've progressed beyond this game when the reality is you could backslide, you know, and suddenly <laughs> yeah. in like five years, maybe you have like a brain injury or something yeah. like that. And now, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm not saying that I will never like this game again. It's just, yeah, I'm sorry. It's not for you right now. That's I okay. I, I forgive you. I'm not sure if these guys will forgive you, but I certainly do. I was going to say, like, well, you know, people, you keep saying, like, oh, you have to, when you get into these games as a kid, but I only really got into JRPGs as an adult. But then also, I'm a fucking moron. (laughs) I love anything. Well, that's the perfect place, as all of us are morons, to to talk about these games we played this week. (laughs) 
Uh, we played three games. We'll start with uh, the first one, which was Squiggle. It's from the Palestinian Aid Bundle. It's by Mocha, M-O-K-K-A. It's an abstract, colorful art game. Description, have fun, create art. Art is great. This is a good example of like a, a, a you know, it's barely anything, you know, but what it is, I think it executes on very, very well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, it's, uh, it's not a game. No, or it's maybe- like, Right, it's like a screensaver generator sort of thing. It's like a playable screensaver. Yeah. Yeah. I it's really yeah, all you're a, a sort of blob of color like constantly changing color. You move it around. They have little boxes that you run into and it's an explosion of screensavery color and you do that a few times and then you're kind of done. And you can choose to save them or delete them. Yes. Yeah. So you can make them your desktop. You could, uh, yeah. you could make them your desktop background. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of fun in that, like, you have a sort of momentum to your guy to your. It, I, when I first started, I'm like, "Oh, this is Snake from Phone." Um, <laughs> but from Phone a, Fame, we remember Phone. Yeah, there's a kind of momentum to your little snake's movement, like where y- you ha- you have a turning radius. It's not you don't have total control, and I think that's a fun touch. And you know, you need fun touches. In something like this, because as you say, it ain't a game. You got like ten seconds of moving your little wiggly guy around to make some art no one wants, um, <laughs> including me. Uh, and yeah, you need all the help you can get to make that. It sort of feels like something that if I had played this, if if this was a game that came free with my family's first PC in 1994, I think I would like it. Yeah, it's big kid picks vibes. Big yeah, kid picks sure. vibes. You for know, sure. like I think it'd be like this is it's like an example of like, look at the processing power of this PC. We can do this now. You know, we're not just it's not just a green screen anymore. There's multiple colors, things can happen. But in 2022, this sort of thing just feels like um I don't know, like what why wouldn't I do anything else than than play this? Yeah, I you could play Corona Trigger instead of this. I'll say, I'll say that. Wow. Eric, are we trying to be a little bit nice? <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. It's uh it's kind of cool. I mean, like there's there's no there's not a whole lot to say about it, right? Like right. It, it doesn't really give you you know, it's it doesn't give us a lot of content to really chew on. It's it an is experience I, or like a tool. It's yeah. not even really a tool cuz like what is it for like it it only makes a very specific type of art, which is a bunch of colors in a sort of a random <laughs> blah blah scribble, and like you you if you tried to actually like intentionally make a shape or something, you probably couldn't because as I say, you, your little snake is always moving and it doesn't have you don't have full control over it. That's true. So like I don't know, just like meh. You pick it up, you play it, you you interact with it for a second. One of the things I I do want to say about this that I did enjoy was like, uh, it's a, it ends. Like if this just went on forever and like you, there wasn't like a way to escape out of it, that would be a real bummer. But I think that the fact that it ends, the fact that it has like this, like the turning radius, it does like there, it's just like a a project that someone made to see what they could do and they made it. Mm -hmm. And then we got to play it. And now we all get to go on with our lives. So I mean, certainly if this was on someone's resume, I'd be like, ah, oh, this, they, they can program. They can make this. They made this. Wow. That's a thing. Um, so why don't we get into final thoughts? Because let, you know, there's not really a ton to say about this. Are you a pass or play on this? Uh, Eric, why don't we start with you? Um, 
if you have this in your bundle, pop it in, fuck around with it for 30 seconds, and then you're done. There's no reason. I don't. It's it's a thing. You can. There's like it will not harm you. It will not waste <laughs> your time. Or I mean, you know, it's there's not much there. There's not much there. Go for it. Play it. Yeah, I'll say uh, it. I, I I guess I'm a play too on it, but like I don't know. Like you don't have to. Like if you want to, <laughs> you know. Uh, Joe, what do you think? It's such a small investment to just get it through one creation of an art thing that it seems silly to pass. Just like play, it takes forty five seconds to do it, and then you're done. I love it. Yeah. I think that for me, it's not a question of player pass because, like, to me, the barrier of entry is like the process of down installing it. Like, that's right, the, that's the hardest thing of like having to like <laughs> uh, find it, click the button. Like, if you already have it in a bundle, and installing it's going to take like two seconds. Like, uh, okay, yeah, like sure, but like I don't know, I. I I would say play if it's installed on your computer already. <laughs> but if you have to like go through the admin work of like do, of getting it ready to play, it's not worth that. Yeah. Maybe if you're taking a, if you're looking for any games that are like snake, but do something a little bit different. Uh, this is definitely a worthy stop on your journey, but otherwise. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was squiggle. <laughs> Sorry, Squiggle. Uh, now we're talking about, guys, we're talking about MacBat 64 from the Ukraine bundle. This is by Siactro. It's a low-poly N64 3D puzzle platformer. In the description, MacBat 64 is a 3D platformer and a 4-3 love letter to the late 90s. Okay. Here's why this game fucking rules. This, I, I was hoping that the bundle was just going to be games like this. You know what I mean? Like, this is... A person who made a game that is sort of like Banjo Kazooie, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. You know, there's yeah. a world in which you could build out all these levels to actually be like cool and fun and big and interesting. Um, and no, who has time for that? <laughs> but <laughs> to play through something like this, I don't know. I really was charmed by it. I really liked it. Uh, what did you guys think? Yeah. So you're this bat. It's a platformer. You got a monocle. You fly around. You you have like a limit to your um, flaps. Pumps. Uh, yeah, you got. But like, it's like uh. a pretty decent <laughs> pump limit. It's like you probably got 20 pumps per like before you touch the ground. I'd right? say eight then, pumps, eight pumps. You think? Yeah. Okay. All right. I wasn't I didn't I wasn't really like pump clocking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's yeah, it is like Banjo Kazooie. I so I never really had and I didn't have an N sixty four. I would play it at other friends' places. I had a PlayStation. So there's like a little bit of like there's a little bit of this nostalgia that I'm missing, right? Like I didn't I didn't quite play these types of games. So as I'm playing it, I'm not quite it's not like triggering that in the same way other than it's like, Oh yeah. I remember where I would go to friends places and like, you don't really want to play. Like uh, you don't want to be a friend going over to a friend's place and like playing the middle of banjo kazoo. Like, a like it's not <laughs> yeah, that, right. Yeah. That's not what, that's not what that was there for. So I think that having without that nostalgia there, there's maybe a little bit that I'm missing. 
But what, did, what about you guys? What did you think? See, I had a little bit of the inverse because I played a lot of these N64 collectathon platformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've no nostalgia for them because, like, I was like, I, I just feel like I've moved, not like even personally moved past them. It's just like there are certain things I don't tolerate now, which is like a clunky camera you have to control. <laughs> yes. Uh, this, this does has that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, it's just interesting because it, it doesn't it doesn't make me want more of those uh, N64 platformers. It's just <laughs> like remembering that like there was a very specific genre at a very specific point in time. Like mm-hmm. there, the collectathon was like huge, and it, it it didn't disappear completely when the N64 was done, but it like was basically over. I'm not as down on the genre as Joe. I, you know, I remember my Banjo Kazooie. I remember my Mario 64. I think they're they're good fun even now. It's just that uh, this game does not benefit from that nostalgia. It uh, <laughs> is harmed by it because all I see yeah. is how, in every way, this is in the graphics, the gameplay, the level design, the music, the presentation. It's like, oh, this is very shoddy. You know what this, and I, I was telling Joe about this. I feel bad saying what I truly think about this game, which is that I think that it is terrible. Um, I feel bad saying that because it is so clear that what this really is, is like something that is attached to an application for game development school. Mm-hmm. And if I was on the board and some applicant sent me this shit, I'd be like, wow, accepted. Uh, because like it, it works, you know? It is a 3D platformer. It You do collect the shit. It works. It's just real. It's not fun. And it's cl- like, look at the level design. How could it be? How could anyone think that this would be fun? Like, clearly he knows, the, the creator knows that it's not. It's, it's a tech demo. And I don't want to be playing a tech demo. These are all very fair points. How far did you guys make it in the game? Uh, I beat the first world, or like uh, the, sec- the second world, the okay. first two, the La Bar, and then the island. The bar is by far the worst one. I beat the whole thing. So you <laughs> wow. got you got the cart racing because there's cart racing, right? There's cart racing. No and fucking then, way. Really? Yeah. Here's the thing about this game. Way. I I am totally with you guys. The first level I played, I was like, oh god, really. And then I just kept going and I kept being charmed by it. And there is a point when you get to the roof and a monkey is like out in the sun and they say something really funny in an English accent. I don't remember what it was, but they're like, oh, I'm out here boiling my bananas in the sunrise. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I might really like this game. Um, but there's, there's no reason to play it. You know, this is like the perfect example of like a game from the bundle where the only reason we played it the whole way through, or I played the whole way through is because I had to play it at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I was interested enough to keep on going in it. So I did. And it took me about an hour and a half to beat. And, uh, I'm not mad. I don't wish I had that hour and a half back, but I'll never play this again. And there's, there's really no reason for you to pick it up, but. I enjoyed my time with it, which is also just a little bit embarrassing because it's like, oh, my God. But I, I do like little games like this. We played this game called Potato Thriller that is like a very bizarre game. Um, and it's, I'd say, similar to this, but different in that Potato Thriller is like so 
willfully like out of, off the rails, like almost unplayable, that it becomes very charming. And this is like a little too on the rails. It's a little too paint by numbers. It's like, like why are you making experience. me? Why are you making me play this level? Like the yes. level's done. Like there's yes. no there's no me input needed. Yes, like it's exactly. just it's like here, collect the five things. They're like, well, they're all right there. Like they're just there. <laughs> um, there's a neon mall level that's like sort of supposed to be '80s, where you there's someone who's asking for Sarah Connor, and it's like the Terminator. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool get too. To that. Oh. All all this to say, like the first level is by far the worst. And if this sounds at all charming or interesting, I'll, I'll start with this one. I'd say I'm a play on this one. <laughs> just like I don't know, guys. You know, I think you got bundle brain. I, think I got. I do have big time bundle brain. Because I, I, I'm, I'm coming into this eyes on Clatter with no bundle brain, and I'm just like, this is a, this is a shoddy piece of work. It's not worth my time. Uh, but if like. You you you're you've gotten Stockholm syndrome by the bundle. I can see why this would be like above the half. Here's here Eric and I have the two different facets of bundle brain in that I uh have Stockholm syndrome and like like bad games now a lot of the time. And Eric uh just doesn't like any games that don't specifically fit the criteria he's looking for out of the game. That's true. And Is it so, Apex Legends? No. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, it's he's got binary bundle brain and i have uh expansive bundle brain maybe um joe take us home on on uh mac bat 64 excuse me uh if you have any affinity for the n64 era then yeah i'd say it's worth playing for me which i just associate with all the different ammo types in donkey kong 64 and having to fucking pick them all up all the time uh it doesn't really jazz me as a concept uh and to thomas point the levels are kind of just um a hallway (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, but the the references like with the sarah connor stuff it's like it's got a little bit of a gex uh element i'm thinking yeah definitely when you uh when you beat it there's like bonus levels that are like even less sketched out ideas (laughs) great Uh, (laughs) which is great if that's what you're looking for which is what i am all right we'll start with that and then we'll end with the final game we put this week quiet as a stone from uh, the ukraine bundle this is uh by distant lantern and richard whitelock it's an atmospheric casual experimental minimalist photorealistic procedurally generated relaxing crafting game uh throw rocks plant trees ambient slow game for casual creators countryside exploration and creation starting from your home backyard venture out from site to site collecting precious gems discovering rare artifacts stones and books of an imagined world use the items you make to find uh, to create a miniature scene of your own the rocks and earth are your canvas make a photographic record with your film camera and move onwards uh so this was probably like the most actual game we played this week which mm-hmm. is interesting because um was there's it? still not a lot of game in it yeah what was the game you're just sort of building stuff. There's not like a lot going on with it. It's like I, I don't know. I guess I never I never figured out the building stuff part. Could yeah, you uh, could, could you could you could you uh well not building stuff, building little terrariums, I should say. Did you guys like, figure out how to play it? No, you can not gra- really. <laughs> Excuse me. You can grab objects and you could spend gems to duplicate the objects mm-hmm. you're grabbing. Oh, I never figured out the spending gems part. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say what I like about this is uh, like the actual experience of picking up gems in this is very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. And it's it beautiful. very good. Yeah. It's like a beautiful atmospheric kind of little dioramas. 
I like the control scheme. It's very black and white, a god game style where you you are a hand and you're like grabbing stuff and ripping it out of the ground and resizing it. That that much I really like. Wait, you can resize things? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I never knew that. I would okay. So here's the, the amount of game that I sort of uncovered was I can pick up the grass rock and make little tufts of grass. I can pick up the obelisk and make little obelisks. I can pick up the wall segment and make wall segments. All three of those seem, things seemed profoundly uninteresting to me, and so I did not really do them. <laughs> I mean, that, I think that's a very fair interpretation of the game, and there's not much else doing. You can resize them, you can scatter things around, you can put things in the fire and make them burn. Joe, it sounds like you maybe played as much as me. Did you ever get past the first area? Apparently, there's other areas you can go to or other like little dioramas. Oh, I played a bunch of the different dioramas. Oh, really? How do you get like past the first one? <laughs> I love this. <laughs> That's how you know you've designed a good game is when everybody afterwards is asking each other how to play it. Uh, <laughs> you just go to the map. You click on the map. Oh, there's I on see. the map? Yeah. And then you, you've got a whole lot, lot of options. Wait, so what are the other options? Like, is it just, just other like different, places, different little dioramas with different little weather schemes? Um, oh, okay, okay. Because that was one thing that I was moaning about to Joe before we started recording, which is like the first place that you get dropped down is so fucking dark. Everything yeah, is dark, dark gray. Like, even the grass is dark gray. The grass is dark gray. The stones are dark gray. I'm like, why would I want to decorate this shit? Um, does it ever be not that <laughs> it stays in a kind of more it's like a skyrim -y kind of color palette um, oh it's ew. a good way to put it but uh, yeah that skyrim color palette just deeply uh is <laughs> repulsive so... to me i have never played skyrim because of that um I play it for an hour i'm just like fuck this uninstall it's i <laughs> i love what i do really like about this is i think that the the mechanics that they have kind of curated are very um, well-designed and very um, tactile. And, and I'm, you know, having a good time kind of cracking these stones open and, um, you know, moving stuff around. And um, like, you know, like you were talking about Joe, just give me like a little bar down there somewhere <laughs> yeah. and just like start telling me like, ah, oh, you've collected like 200 gems. You're a little gem creeper and it's just like yeah hell yeah you didn't <laughs> folks at home you didn't see the little shoulder shimmy eric did like, you little you little gym freak <laughs> you just start start giving me like little compliments about how much i've been playing this game and i'd probably be in there for a while <laughs> Ooh, you've been cutting grass like a little grass hog <laughs> yeah I'm grass, a hog. you unlock the grass hog badge that's what you're looking for yeah, you know what game like, it sort of I reminded me of? Spent a ton of time in there. Yeah, it reminded me a lot. Have you guys ever played the game or heard of the game Cloud Gardens? No, Eric, that was the game we played with Brian like a like a while ago. Well, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Is at least right. Cloud Gardens had. It's a puzzle, and you're uncovering like aspect, like you're supposed to like a completely specific objectives as it's going on, and like there, like yeah. it ends, and you move on to the next one, and there seems to be a little bit more going on. And this is sort of like that even like removed of any kind of like narrative or like structure it really is just like create your own little terrarium using this like tiles like this uh specific tool set we've we've given you and if that's enough for you i think you're gonna have a really good time with this game but if it's not i there's not really anything else going on yeah 
Joe mentioned that it reminded him of Townscaper. Mm -hmm. And I think that Townscaper... Townscaper has even less than this game, but I think that's to its benefit because it, 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 when it has so little, but the ability to make little towns, you sort of your brain sort of realizes like this is not a game, this is a tool. This is like if I want to mental, if I'm like doing art and I want to know what a town of this size or like of this design would look like, Townscaper will make a little 3D model of it for me so I can look at it, and it's not a game for fun. It's a game for like, I need to make a little town for my project. Then it's like, okay, okay, that's dope. But for this, like there's, you know, you have the gems are your currency. So you can like run out of, <laughs> of gems and then not be able to put down stuff. Well, then you go to a different part on the map. Yeah. Which is, yeah. yeah but just we like, all, why I even... like that we all came together and realized that like dad taught us four different skills. <laughs> <laughs> we all came together. We would learn how to play the game. That idea too, of the, it's sort of reminds me, I mean, for no other reason than like saying that, like, like the, I think you, uh, um, should leave sketch of like the gems are their money <laughs> also their bones yeah. Yeah. Um, the conversion rate is very funny because it's like one gem equals one log one stone uh i think it's a one-to-one always uh I, I will say the one i did have some good fun for a moment playing this game because i found a wall segment and then i just put it somewhere and i hit right click uh, a jillion times until my finger got sore and it just made this huge horrible mound of wall segments yeah you can stack things really well in this game <laughs> it's a fun stacking game if that's what you're looking for um okay the only the only thing it reminded me of was sort of like uh have you guys ever heard of dorf romantic it, that was a game so i just uh introduced my wife to that game i like that uh that was actually yeah. something we were playing on the 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 steam deck because it's perfect for just sort of pass and play mm -hmm. um but yeah dwarf romantic is kind of like uh hex tile it's like a it's a game where you're putting down hex tiles uh and the whole idea is that there will be quests that you're putting down like there'll be a bunch of trees and it'll be like if you attach 20 trees to this tree you're gonna get more tiles and it's a yeah. solitaire thing so it's like you keep going by fulfilling these things. Mm -hmm. uh, it felt like that with less urgency. Yes, 100%. And that's, I think, the, the thing about it is sort of like if you're into the palette and the vibe and what they're going for and you kind of get it and it's fun, I do think this like very much accomplishes its goals. And it is so pretty that like, well, I'll just segue right into the pass or play of it. I would definitely not pass on this one. Like just just because like, again, like, there is something here that's interesting and uh, it, it might like you might really vibe with it. So it's definitely worth checking out if it, anything we've sounded like said sounds kind of cool about it. But me personally, I wasn't really that drawn to it because there were some things that just felt like kind of frustrating and I couldn't quite figure out if there was like more to it than I was getting, you know, like, and that yeah. frustration really colored my experience of like, am I missing something here? This can't be it, you know? Also, mm -hmm. from like the Tim Robinson uh, characters episode, <laughs> where uh, they're they're like in the, they're at like the 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 seminar or whatever, and it's the Pointer Brothers, and they're up yes. all yes. and the guy's like, "Wait, this can't be it." That it sort of felt like that. 
which is a feeling I think we get like pretty frequently when playing bundle games a little bit, but yeah. Um, I did enjoy it like uh, for what it was for a while. Uh, I just got kind of frustrated. Um, other thoughts before we, uh, we close this one out. I feel bad. You I feel like you guys got three really like weird games. Yeah, we got, I, I, personally, I, 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 we play three duds, but it's fine. It was fun. It's a fun show. And uh, at least you waited were quick three to get months. Through. You waited three months to play these games. <laughs> we like, set this up three months ago, and it was just like, "Oh, baby, we're gonna get on this podcast." And these it's, are them. This the quiet is a stone game. I'm sad that I hate so much because, like, I want to. I want to see it, that game as a little bit more of a game, like a yes. little bit more, because I think everything is there. Like they have the vocabulary right like it's it looks very you know specific aesthetically whether or not that's your you know your your point of view or like that's the aesthetic that you you want it's it is specific and they made that choice mm-hmm. um you know just give me a little bit more be like you know you're gonna you get a little check mark if you build a like a lean to or something like that yeah just something just a little bit more and i'm i'm having a ball inside yeah. of that thing because it it is very like professionally made, like the, yeah. the UI, the the camera, the the graphics, it's all like clearly these are made by people who know what the fuck they're doing and can make something good. It's just that uh, for me, when when the games, the main question the game is posing is, do you want to decorate this rocky outcropping with some very low non colorful things? My answer is a firm and resolute no. <laughs> <laughs> and like especially when there's as you say there's no game there's no motivation mm-hmm. if there was a little bit of motivation maybe but if it's just like yeah like if like can... fairies are moving in or like little gnomes are moving in and shit like yeah, that it's Yo, it's some it's... light god game stuff where you can see your people climbing your little rocks yeah i could make a gnome happy you know i'm doing this shit <laughs> but no <laughs> It's very dreary. It's it's hysterically dreary. <laughs> yes, it really is. Um, I think that's a perfect place to end. Uh, if I could make a gnome happy, I think is a great descriptor for a lot of games. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, guys, thank you so much for being uh, on Bundle Buddies and playing these bundle games. Uh, we would love to have you on again sometime. We're going to start, I think, playing more games that we're excited about and we definitely want to play as opposed to playing through like just sort of whatever random ones we have every week. And uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on those on the road. Is there anything like plugging wise that you guys want to talk about or, or, you know, obviously the podcast, Anime Sickos, go listen to that right away. Yeah, um, yeah just mostly mostly the Anime Sickos, the Anime Sickos podcast, the podcast for geniuses. We're talking about anime, pay- game- what the fuck? Where we talk about anime, gaming, posting and jobs every wednesday more or less unless we're taking a break it's very funny you can find that at anime sickos on twitter and just fucking if you search anime sickos you'll find us uh also uh currently ongoing is joe me and joe and gwen fulcher and ali reed who i don't think anyone any of you guys have connections to ali but she's also mm-hmm. extremely funny we do uh the rpg podcast shuffle quest which was on a big big hiatus because we recorded it in person and then would you believe it there was a pandemic that virus. <laughs> uh but we decided to fucking bite the bullet and do it remote and so that's back on the table we're releasing episodes of that that's called shuffle quest if you don't like rpg shows don't don't try it uh it won't change your mind uh however it is still very good and funny for what it is uh, and that's it. Joe, did I miss anything? 
No, no. Uh, we have a cartoonishly large uh, project in the works. Uh, we did a full audio drama previously uh, on Anime Sigos, and the premise of which was it was about a lost colony uh, in America of colonists who all go insane <clears throat> because they find out about anime. Yeah, uh, and then uh, they're lost. Uh, and we are currently dealing with uh, dealing with as if like we we didn't invite it. We are currently going through auditions for the second big project related to this. Yeah, and the the scope and stupidity of this thing that we're doing. So I, I'm very excited. Like, it's so fucking the scope and stupidity of the previous play was so fucking dumb because we're a chat. No one show. asked for this. No one asked for this. And, <laughs> And that was a two-hour audio drama. And when I when we were thinking about what are we going to do next, I'm like, well, I certainly don't want to just do that same thing again. I I, I want to go bigger. I want to go further. But how does that like? What would that actually mean? Like, what is that logistically? And we didn't have an answer for the longest time. And then we did. And that's the new secret project. And fuck me, dude. Um, <laughs> you, you, how many auditions do we have? Well, you can say it. It's very exciting. Um, something like 150 people have auditioned. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it fucking sucks because there's so many great people who we're going to have to throw in the trash. Every time a new good audition comes in, I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> Please <Fuck>. stop. <laughs> it's like another person I'm going to have to say no to. God. <laughs> and the thing, the it's, worst it's all thing very is... exciting that there's that interest in it and that yeah, it's, it's very cool. It's going to be fucking great. Uh, we talk about this. We're hyping this up as though like it's around the corner. Uh, it's going to be one year minimum <laughs> until this is released. Yeah, it's going to be a while. But still, cool. that's what we've been doing. Well, fantastic. That's so cool. What's the anime psychos? A year for it. If you're if it's summer 2023, that project might be out right now. If it's past that time, you can go listen to it. Maybe it'll be like Howard Hughes style and you guys will release it in 2026, uh, which I'll be excited to hear then. Um, but thank you both so much for being on the podcast. Hell yeah. yeah. Thank you for having yeah. us and this putting up with our many delays. Oh, of course. Okay. That was a great episode of Bundle Buddies. Alex, I think we're getting really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, that's it for this week. Uh, like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there. And check us out on the web at Bundle underscore Buddies on Twitter or www.bundlebuddiespodcast.com. Alex? Eric? I love you. I love you too. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. Hi.